like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today's Song of the Soul guest has put in around 20 years in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, as a professor of English at UWEC, but he has deep and vibrant roots from Western Kentucky, where he spent so much of his life drawing on the gospel tunes and bluegrass music of that region. Max Garland does not claim to be a virtuoso musician, but mainly to be a poet expressing himself through music. For the last several years, as part of a local band called Eggplant Heroes, Max spent a couple years recently as Wisconsin's Poet Laureate, stoking the fires of passion for words and meaning that is poetry. Right now, we'll step into a conference room just downstairs from the suite occupied by Eau Claire's WHYS LP Radio to speak with Max Garland. Max, I'm really pleased to have you here today for Song of the Soul. It's a pleasure to be here. I actually pursued this for quite a while, including through Caleb and other members of your group. But fortunately, you've stepped forward, and I think that's because you've just retired. You actually have a few moments to breathe in your schedule. Has that changed your life a lot? It hasn't really soaked in completely yet, but I think it will. I think I have less of a load hanging over my head at at any given moment. I'm assuming that retiring from University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire does not mean that you don't have duties out there in the world. I mean, are you still producing books of poetry? Are you on boards or in other commissions, groups, organizations like that? Yes. I mean, for me, retirement is just a chance to get to work. It's to be relieved of grading papers and sitting on certain obnoxious committees, but yeah, I'm writing every morning, and I'm on a couple of arts boards, and I'm currently um, writer-in-residence for the city of Eau Claire, and I'm just I'm working on my own songs and poems. I had no idea that Eau Claire had a writer-in-residence. How does that work? What do you do, actually, for that? That's a good question. Not quite sure yet. Bruce Taylor, longtime poet and arts advocate in this town, was the poet laureate of Eau Claire until recently, and... Uh, I was doing a stint a couple years as Poet Laureate of Wisconsin, and so Bruce finally, after he kept doing this year after year, kind of needed to step out. And so a committee asked me to replace him, but they wanted to call it Writer-in-Residence rather than Poet Laureate of Eau Claire, so more people could actually fulfill that. It could be other people besides just poets eventually. My duties, I think, are what I always do. It's it's writing, reading, giving poetry workshops, and doing things with children and elders and things like that. 
And what were the duties when you were Poet Laureate for Wisconsin, and what years was that? It was 2013 and 2014. I primarily drove a very old Toyota Corolla around the state, really from one end to another, giving poetry readings and workshops and joint readings. And the function was just to really encourage people to participate in, to partake of poetry, people of all ages, school kids, adults, elders, and to sort of try to spawn and encourage creativity and participation in the arts in general, particularly at a time in which the arts were taking a very vicious hit from our state government and the support was diminishing, so I thought the least I could do was try to maybe drum up some support by traveling around the state. I did actually want to pursue that reduction in support. It used to be that Poet Laureate was something that state government actually engaged, and it switched from there to some organization that now handles it. Do you know what the details of that are? Yes, in most states, there is a connection to the governor's office. Our governor cut the state support for the arts by 70% and sort of placed us in 48th out of 50 of the states in terms of per capita art support. And so the uh, Poet Laureate position, which was actually created by a Republican governor, Tommy Thompson, sort of had to go and find another way of funding. And so arts groups, the Wisconsin Academy of Science, Arts, and Letters, and some other arts groups got together and formed a committee, much like the committee that existed previously, but just independent of the state government. Raised a little bit of money for um, a travel budget and sort of took it upon themselves to accept applications and things like that for the Poet Laureate. But basically, you're supposed to sort of represent poetry and the arts and encourage people to participate. Therefore, there's this connection. That's a perfect lead-in to the Eggplant Heroes that's got some kind of poetic resonance even in the name. Give me the thumbnail sketch of the Eggplant Heroes. Well, it's a band made up of seven of us around the area, most of whom are real musicians, primarily with my exception. I think of myself as a writer and a sort of an amateur guitar strummer. We got together sort of one at a time, kind of centered upon the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. Three of us were connected to the English department. We sort of accreted people as time went on and found out that we liked to play together. And, you know, my my stake in it is, is really in writing songs. And actually, my secret stake in it is I just love harmony. And I sort of drag some of my old Western Kentucky roots harmony in from time to time because that, to me, is really exciting to me to have someone harmonize or be part of a, of a group that's, that's doing some harmony. Well, that seems like a perfectly appropriate time to jump into your first song for your Song of the Soul. Where do you want to start off, Max? I think we'll start with a song called Red Wing, which is probably the most recent song on this list of tunes, a song I wrote sort of for my mother and also sort of for this area, the things I observed while traveling around the state. I know people have been waiting eagerly to hear some of the music, so let's go right into Red Wing, performed by Eggplant Heroes, and it's for today's Song of the Soul guest, Max Garland. Was a farm so small Hardly there at all But every time one falls It's all the world to you It's all the world to you 
mother worked her youth away. We were the bills she had to pay. Her backbone paved the way. Down the golden mile. Somebody's golden mile. Built this town. Walmart tore it down. I watched the sweet land flow to the Gulf of Mexico. Down the Gulf of Mexico. They told us how the mine. Us rich in time, but I ain't seen a dime. Sand grains in the sun, sand grains in the sun. Sell my soul. Bells down. 
his crown I saw him high above this town Tip his silver wing Tip his silver wing Red Wing, written by, and the lead vocals there, by Max Garland, performed by Eggplant Heroes from their second CD, Better Weather. And as you said, Max, before you started, part of it's a tribute to your mother, who worked pretty hard. I I take it there was not a father at home carrying the family in the same way? I, I had the reverse situation, because my mother died when I was nine, and so I had father, but not mother. No, my father was there, too. He was working as well, as was common in that particular time. He was away a lot working. But no, they both were working-class people and eloped when my mother was in high school, borrowed the money for the marriage license, borrowed the car to elope. And so their parenthood was set in motion relatively early. But to me, sometimes when we talk about, you know, abstractions like economy, investment, risk takers. We think about the people on top, but we don't think about what actually is invested by the people who are actually doing the work, who are standing behind the counters, who are filing the papers, who are digging, who are constructing, who are driving. And I think that's what the wear and tear on the body and spirit, a lot of working class people, is often not calculated when we talk about profit and loss. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk about in this song, but also the loss of land to so-called economic expansion. It seems like an abstraction when you just think of it that way, but whenever you lose a home place, whenever you lose a farm, you lose a history and you lose something that was all the world to someone. Yeah, I've got some of that myself. My grandfather is a dairy farmer, 
passed it to my uncle, and when my uncle died, his son, who had originally been interested in taking over the farm, didn't care to do that. And so we've lost the family farm that I have my childhood and I mean, I remember riding the pigs. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had that opportunity, but it's an experience for a nine-year-old. I have to say I've never ridden a pig, but I've been treed by a pig, which maybe is almost almost as a unique an experience. I've written about that in poetry, but not in the song. I just wanted to write this song as a kind of elegy for a way of life that is too quickly diminishing into the distance. And I think that the connection to the land, as our, one of our native sons, Aldo Leopold, has so eloquently put in book after book after book, is something that we cut that connection at great risk to ourselves and those who come after us. Absolutely. There's also a line in there. It's a rhyme that I put into a song that I wrote 40 years ago, Church and Lurch. I don't know if there's a lot of songs out there that do that, but what inspired that passage? I think that... The good fathers of the church left Jesus in the lurch. Now they've organized a search. Don't try to apprehend. Might be a dangerous man. And that just comes from the idea that what we profess to believe sometimes would scare us to death if we looked it in the face. Which is certainly true of our economic system, if people actually paid attention to and which is why it's been so exciting to have Bernie Sanders addressing that. It seems like the elephant in the room that so many people have ignored. But we better keep going on your music because there's a lot of good stuff to be shared by the Eggplant Heroes and Max Garland. Where do we go next, Max? How about After This Time? I'm all for it, but what's After This Time about? Why is it included in your Song of the Soul? This song is the closest thing I wrote to sort of benedictory or elegiac hymn-like song. I think a lot of the imagery from my own childhood sitting in Southern Methodist and Baptist and Pentecostal pews, the idea of the river, the idea of, you know, a journey that continues after the earthly journey ceases. I think that thing is kind of like ground into my psyche as I was growing up, and I think this is my own sort of way of paying tribute. Soon I'll say my prayer Lay this mortal body down Soon I'll say my prayers Lay this mortal body down Hand me the moonlight Hand me the wind Hand me my coat of rain are tangled in the breeze Fields of all gone brown The crows are tangled in the breeze Give me your best goodbye Lend me your smile 
Save me a place inside your heart for a while Someday we will walk Down by the waters that don't run dry Someday we will walk Down by the waters that don't run dry Give me my sailing boat Anchor and line Hand me my folded map What comes after this time This mortal body down Soon I'll say my prayer Lay this mortal body down Hand me the moonlight Hand me the wind Hand me my coat of rain song was After This Time. It's on the first CD that the Eggplant Heroes put out, title track of that CD, written by Max Garland, and he was that lead voice that you heard there. And Max, I'll just confess, you know, I listened to your music ahead of time, the two CDs. That one is my favorite. That one does touch that special place for me. Uh, Now, I was raised Catholic. I didn't get to be Methodist or Baptist or Pentecostal, and almost all my adult life I've been Quaker. A lot of people, I find, have troubled connections to the religion of their youth. Is that not true for you? Well, Robert Frost said he wanted, as his epitaph, the words, I had a lover's quarrel with the world. So I think maybe I could say I have a lover's quarrel with my religious upbringing, but it is a lover's quarrel. In other words, when I was sitting in those Methodist pulpits as a child, and then when my parents later became Baptist, which I I couldn't follow them along that route, here's how I differentiated. The Methodists were sort of mm, tolerant and somewhat comforting. The Baptists were more restrictive, less tolerant, but much better singers. (laughs) 
So you got something and you lost something. And I suppose what I didn't know at that time was that whatever I came to believe or not believe or question later in life, I was learning poetry. Every hymn, every sermon, every recitation of the King James Bible was full of imagery and metaphor and concrete sensual imagery that was supposed to stand for something or provide a doorway to something that was invisible or spiritual or immaterial. And it was actually, when I look back upon it, it was quite good training for a poet, regardless of the content to some extent. Well, that brings us to the fact that you were not all of your adult life a poet or working in that field. Do you want to confess what you did as your day job before poetry got to be able to be your your day job? Well, it's hard to say poetry is anyone's day job since I also taught at the university like many poets. But for a long time, I was a rural letter carrier in western Kentucky on the route that my I was born on the route. My grandfather ran the route. My parents lived on it. My aunts, uncles, I lived on it. But I was writing poetry. I wrote poetry after work. I wrote poetry during lunch. I was reading a lot of poetry and actually probably read more and on a deeper level during my almost 10 years as a rural letter carrier than I did during my 25 years as a university professor. Because the advantage of being a rural letter carrier is that you don't have to take the mail home with you. I mean, you shouldn't. Once in a while, you find out that somebody does, but you're not supposed to. Whereas if you're a teacher, professor, you always carry the job home with you. You do know this puts you in some really, really good company. The other mail carrier that I know of who became a musician is John Prine. Did you happen to know that one? Yes, I did. I love John Prine, and also the the song Red Wing, which we heard earlier, as a matter of fact, I think of as probably owing something to Paradise, the song of his, which is about coal mining, strip mining in western Kentucky, and I used to pass that mine and pass the world's largest shovel every time I went to Western Kentucky University from home. I, I saw it a hundred times. Also, William Faulkner briefly worked at the post office, Charles Bukowski. So there are a few other notorious writer postal folks. I think we could talk about this a long time, and I'd really love to, but we're going to run into limits of broadcast minutes. So let's continue to your next song for Song of the Soul. What's up next, Max? I think maybe we'll listen to This Wheel, which I suppose is the closest thing to an out-and-out hymn I ever wrote, although I have no idea what denomination or religion this would be a hymn for, but nevertheless, I think that's what it is. This Wheel, performed by Eggplant Heroes, with the leading voice, Max Garland. This wheel never stumbles, this wheel never falls. Hearts may grow empty, and silence will call. This wheel never flares up, burns like a brain. It bears itself lightly. This wheel runs through rain, torrents of flood, spins through the bone and hallows the blood. This wheel never twists itself from the pain when roads are. 
by Max Garland from the Eggplant Heroes first CD after this time. You can find that information on the Northern Spirit Radio website. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production called Song of the Soul. Our website is northernspiritradio.org with 11 years of our programs for free listening and download. There's a place to find links to our guests, so if you, for some strange reason, cannot spell eggplantheroes.com, you can find the link on nordenspiritradio.org. Also, there's a place to post comments, and we do love two-way communication, so when you visit our site, please post a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. There's also a place to donate. That's how this full-time work is supported. It's not by government, and as you heard Max say earlier, the government has reduced its support for the arts, and I would assume that means also for radio. (laughs) So it's not government, and it's not corporations that are supporting this kind of creative endeavor. So please 
donate when you visit, but even more importantly, support your local community radio station. Really, this is where it starts. We need those avenues for alternative thought and music that we just don't get anywhere else. And in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where both Max and I live, Wise Radio, W-H-Y-S, is one of the places you can find that kind of vital spirit going. So start by supporting your local community radio station. Again, Max Garland is with us. He's part of a group called Eggplant Heroes. And Max, I have not yet asked you, why Eggplant Heroes? Was this your idea? Actually, it wasn't my idea. We had a much worse name, a name that was so bad I can't even remember it. And so we were just in search of another name. I think Joel Pache, who's a wonderful singer and trumpet players in our band, he and um, Duffy Duffhausen came up with Eggplant Heroes. I hate to not have a more fabulous story, but it's, it's actually a sandwich, like a hero sandwich that Joel really liked in Providence, where he was from originally. I mean, I, I've made up a lot of, you know, tall tales about it, but that's where it comes from. And also... I just like the strange look of an eggplant. It just, it looks like it could be anything. It could possibly be food. It could possibly be a weapon. It could possibly be, uh, you know, a, a being from another realm. And just a very strange, very strange thing. And I think what you're saying, Max, is that's kind of how it feels to be part of this group. Kind of when I was seven years old, I looked up my name in a children's book. You know, here's babies' names. And it said, Mark, coming from Mars. And ever since then, I've had the full explanation of why I didn't fit in my family. And eggplant heroes might be those alien creatures, too. Let's keep going with your music. You've got a lot of wonderful stuff to share. What's up next? Try Good Day. It's a song that I think I tried to have something that had a a positive aspect to it without providing too concrete a solution. So uh, this song might be slightly religious. It might actually be irreligious. I don't know. The good thing about poetry and music, to some extent, unlike traditional hymns, is you don't actually have to resolve things. You can afford paradox. And I think that's what I like about both music and poetry. Listen in, folks. You're going to hear some promise of paradox in Good Day by Eggplant Heroes, written and led by Max Garland. Maybe there's angels around you. Maybe there's nothing at all Maybe there's a babe in a manger Maybe there's an empty stall Maybe there's a bruise on the moon tonight Maybe it's a shadow of fear Maybe there's a world where everything you've ever wanted is always near Maybe Around the gift of the word Maybe you thought you'd heard 
Day is from the first CD put out by Eggplant Heroes. When I say lead, by the way, folks, I'm not saying that he's the leader of the band, although maybe he is. I, I mean that his vocals are leading on that song. Is there an actual leader to the group, or is it just you flip a coin and see which of the seven of you leads it? Well, Duffy Duffhausen, Joel Pache, and I sort of were the original members of the band. We started playing together, and then the other folks came along. And so I think we all lead at different points. We have wonderful musicians in the band, and it's just like an honor for me to be able to write some lyrics, sing a song, and just nod to Lucas Fisher, Old Flynn, or Caleb Horn, and just hear them come up with something on the spot. And so that to me is, that's probably the biggest privilege of being in this band, is you get to hang around with real musicians who can invent things. Now, Eggplant Heroes hasn't been on the earth for a real long time. 
And you describe yourself as starting out with poetry as opposed to music. Were you doing the two of them together? Are any of these songs back from when you were 20 instead of your current age? No, they're all fairly recent tunes. I did write songs now and then back when I lived in Kentucky and played in a bluegrass band. But I think of them as extensions of poems. I mean, they have more repetition and more obvious rhyme than most poems that I write. The language is a little less dense because it has to register just without your seeing the words to some extent. But I try to sneak a little poetry in now and then, one line or two that sort of doesn't quite explain itself. It sort of flares up a little bit, and to me that's fun. I mean, most throughout most of human history, if a poet showed up in your vicinity, that poet would have been singing or chanting, playing a lyre or a drum, and so it would have been expected that the poet had memorized hundreds, thousands of lines, would chant or sing those things. And these were all because, well, people hadn't figured out how to write yet. And so most poetry and, and music were together from the start. I do do a little spoken word. I, I recite some poems now and then when we're performing, but I just don't see the distinction. There's a difference in density of the language. But we all know lyrics that we heard, whether they're from hymns, whether they're from popular songs, that you know, wow, that's poetry. You know it when you hear it. I mean, you also hear it in conversation. You see it in novels. And it, what it really means is that was extremely well put and very compact and had an emotional weight to it. Actually, the other place that poetry, I think, comes out, at least sometimes, I'm not saying it comes from Donald Trump, but I'm thinking of a lot of politicians who are some of the best poets. When you, you think of Abraham Lincoln and what he said at Gettysburg four score and seven years ago, that's poetry in my opinion. I think in very, very intelligent, well-done, melodic oratory, you do. If you listen to Martin Luther King's speeches, obviously they draw on biblical allusions, they draw upon hymns, they draw upon repetition, and the cadence of the delivery is just as important as the words, but the words resonate too. And authority is lent to the message because people say, oh, that's like something from the Bible. That sounds very ancient and true. You threw me off with Donald Trump. You got my mind, my mind suddenly, every thought of poetry just suddenly was washed clean <laughs> from my brain. But nevertheless, I, I quickly grabbed on to Martin Luther King to try to think of a somewhat better example. Though Donald Trump, I think, you have to say that he is succinct. And I think it's probably because he just can't think of anything very intelligent to say. I've got the suspicion that your views, my views about the Donald are not too far from one another. But time for more music. I'm loving what I'm hearing. And I'm wondering, by the way, also, the music you've picked out is all songs that you've written. Eggplant Heroes does a number by other folks there. Are you the number one songwriter for the group? I don't think number one is the right phrase at all. It's just like, you know, the others are much better musicians than I am. They have more notes at their disposal. What I have to offer are lyrics, so I possibly write more of the songs, but that's just, in, in one way, is to give our musicians a chance to go their own way. There are things on these songs, uh, lead parts, overtures, uh, endings, that I had nothing to do with. I mean, I just... Okay, it's, it's your turn, Lucas. It's your turn, Olaf. It's your turn, Caleb. See what you can do. And Dan, I didn't mention Dan Zur also, who uh, is a wonderful bass player, a great singer. Everybody in the band can sing, actually. 
But what percentage of the music that you do is lyrics written by you? There were six songs on the last album, six out of 12 or 14 or something like that. But everybody had a song on the album as well, or more than one song. All the other people write songs and collaborate. I'm, I'm a bad lyric collaborator, so I'm not very good at that. But some of the other people have collaborated on the tunes. Also, most of the people in our band are in other bands as well. I think I counted up... Over the course of one year, the seven members of our band played with 23 other bands, either either periodically or as a guest. And so that's the, the music scene in Eau Claire is, is a strange little world with everybody, you know, like spokes in a wheel. There might be an uber band somewhere, but then everybody is kind of connected to other bands. And that's really kind of cool musical community. There's much more we could talk about, Max, but I think we need to conclude your Song of the Soul. How do you want to finish this off? I think I'll go with To Wage This Love. It's a song I wrote in a coffee house, not about a block from here, actually, a place we play the last Saturday of every month. I think I'll start with that, particularly because of the word wage, which I think is very interesting. You don't usually hear it connected with love, but something else. Which kind of love are we talking about here? I think it's the love of a person, the love of a place, the love of a life. To wage this love, Eggplant Heroes, Max wrote it, and you'll hear his lead sing. This is what I see, this is who I love, this is where I'll live down my days, but never enough, this is what I At night, somebody says that was just a dream you had. Better lay back down your head. Sometimes I'm here, sometimes I'm almost there, sometimes I'm halfway between myself and thin air. This is what I. Who I love This is where I'll live out my days Never enough This is what I see The wide winds turn The great grasses sweep Sometimes it's almost enough the part of me I walk this town Steel and stone and Every face I think I see A little bit of my own This is what I see This is who I love This is where I live out my day
hopes in mind It's wrapped around my fingers Like the whole of time Are you there? Will you be? Morning like an arrow expressions of intensity of love than to wage this love performed by max garland as part of eggplant heroes he's been our guest here today for song of the soul beautiful song i actually all of your songs touch me in one way or another i think we have a similar spiritual fire going on underneath there lover's quarrel fits for me too by the way about some religion i'm i feel very well suited Quaker meeting where I am because I, I don't have to fight about it, but I can include in all of my resources. Where have you gone religiously, spiritually? Uh, is it a lover's quarrel by pen pal mail, or is it something that you struggle with week to week? Well, I think the songs and poems are the way that I try to express the things that I first heard expressed in sermons and hymns. I mean, they're trying to say something about what's timeless in a limited amount of time. They're trying to make contact with the eternal in a temporal realm. They're trying to use with what religion does with imagery, metaphor. They're trying to provide a door for something that is spiritual or invisible. So I don't feel like I've lost contact at all. I think that poetry is essentially a religious aspect. I think religion is poetic in nature. It uses poetic techniques to give us access to things that are almost otherwise inexpressible. I guess what I was asking is, do you currently go through other doors or do you only write about it from a distance? Well, I, for some reason I get asked to appear in Unitarian churches a lot. I think it's because, you know, you just can't offend Unitarians, no matter what you say. You, and I also, I love gospel tunes. I love gospel harmony. And I have to say, I drag the eggplant heroes kicking and screaming into singing old spirituals and those kind of things because they they connect me to where I come from. And who knows, maybe they connect me to where I'm going. Well, it looks to me like where you're going is a good place. Eggplant heroes, yes. 
but Max Garland specifically seems to be on a beautiful journey. I, I love watching the journey through your poetry, through your songs. I have special thanks to send out today to Andrew Jansen, who you hear each week does production assistance for Northern Spirit Radio programs. He made contact with Max at some kind of neighborhood picnic, and uh, he tried to make sure that we connected up. And so uh, thank you to Andrew for that and for production assistance today. To all the folks of Eggplant Heroes for nurturing with their music, Max Garland's lyrics. And I want to remind you all that you'll be able to connect up with these Eggplant Heroes on July 8th, 2016 at the Mabel Tainter Theater in Menominee, Wisconsin. It's a great setting for some great things. And so Eggplant Heroes, you can find the link on their website, eggplantheroes.com. Of course, links right from nortonspiritradio.org as well. So July 8th and many other times, you'll be able to find the Eggplant Heroes strutting their stuff in public, singing their hymns or their elegies or bluegrass music they're making. There's a whole mixture there that you're going to really enjoy. Thank you so much, Max, for joining me today for Song of the Soul. It's been my pleasure. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.